0: Thank you for tuning in to RTM Nation Online, where we believe that you will receive the abundance of peace, prosperity, security, stability, health, healing, and truth. If you would like to learn more about the ministry, click the link below. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Now let's get into the message. Family, we're going to start a new journey today, and it's a journey that is necessary. It's necessary, and I'm going to ask that you take this journey with me. Because there's a place that we want to be, the place that we want to get to. Now, this year, 2019, is the year for us that we're all looking for our stability, the stability in our life to increase. We're looking for that stability to increase. And that means that we must all become stable believers. Throughout this year, we have had materials that either myself or others have ministered to you. And I have to tell you, in my mind, in my opinion, I can I really believe, honestly believe that those materials have done an excellent job at conditioning the foundation, conditioning the ground. But that's Conditioning. Today, we start driving piles in the ground to establish your spiritual foundation. Say this with me. I shall be, I shall be a, stable a stable believer. Now, what we're going to talk about today, it is it, it, very necessary and it probably is going to be a little Different than what you what you used to. But what I'm going to ask is that you stay with me. And remember at all times that we do have a clear objective in mind. Let's kick off. Each of us have lives we live. And throughout a given day, we all you and me, we all go through various things. We interact with people. We Go places, We perform various tasks. Those tasks can be eating, they could be playing, they could be working. A whole host of things, only to go to sleep, wake up and what? Do them all again. Regardless of your race, regardless of your gender, reg- gender, regardless of your ethnicity, we all have routines. We all have them. However, at the basis of each routine is a desire and that desire is the thing that drives us to continue to complete those routines routines are just means to an end the desire behind them that's deeper nobody I am a firm believer that nobody wants to just be on this earth existing. Nobody just wants to 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 be here. We all want to feel alive. We all want to have it in our spirit and in our heart, that thought. We want to live life not just exist. And you know what? That's just not my opinion. Researchers, people who have dedicated their lives to studying what makes people tick, they've spent hundreds of years on that topic. And I say hundreds of years because disciplines like psychology can be traced back to as early as the 1800s, if not earlier. These people, they've spent thousands and thousands of study hours drilling down to one basic question. And that question is, what is it that people want? They spent all these hours drilling down and unearthing what they believe is the reality behind what people really want not what you say you want at the work picnic or at the family barbecue but what you really want not what you say you want when the lights and the cameras are still on but what you really want not not what you say that you want at church because you want all your church friends and your church members to believe that you got it all together no what do you really want they spent hours and hours and years and years dedicated to answering that one question. After putting time and energy into finding out from hosts and hosts of individuals across a broad social spectrum, what is it that you would really want? They they got some interesting initial responses. Here are the initial responses. I want a house. I want a car. I want the clothes. I want money. I want to be fit. I want to be thin. I want to be sexy. You know, I want to get my sexy back. I want to feel attractive. I want to be famous. I want to be popular. I want to travel. I want a rewarding job. I want to be healthy. I want to age and grow old with grace. Things that people are saying that they want. I want to spend more time with my family. I want to have a happy marriage. I want to raise my children upright. I want to be in a close relationship. I want to feel love. I want to feel looked after. I want to feel safe. I want a true friend. I want to be in a family or a community that cares for me. I want to know my purpose. I want to feel like I make a difference. I want to feel like my life matters or will have mattered after I'm no longer here. Now, all these responses sound good. But if you really listen closely to them, They are really outcomes. They're end results. And those end results really point to a deeper request. In other words, listen to this closely. It's going to ring true to you. A person does not want what they say they want. As much as they want to satisfy the basic need behind why they say they want what they want. A person that really want what they say they want. As much as they want to satisfy that underlying need that's there behind what they want, what they want. Now, you might tell me, Pastor, I think you're wrong. Because when I say I want the house, doggone it, I want the house. When I say I want the car, I want the car. And show enough, when I say I want the money, I want the money. I am not trying to downplay the fact that there are attractions for certain things that you want in in life and that those attractions are are, are really are real. But in my experience, I found that if you can point to what you want, it's really not what you want. If what you want is something I can look at, it may be an outcome, it may be an end result, but that's really not what you want. There is something deeper lying beneath the surface. It's not what you say you want. It's really the deepest need, that need that's behind why you say you want what you want. And in the end, researchers agree. Gentlemen, can you give me that first slide? Researchers agree that there is something more fundamental behind the things that people say they want. And they've concluded that those things can probably fall into one of five baskets. You have them there on the screen. Those baskets are this. What do people really want? They want their basic needs met. They want to feel safe. They want to feel a close sense of belonging to someone or something. Ringing true to anybody. They want to feel good about themselves. They want to feel as if they are reaching their full potential making a difference or fulfilling their purpose. And now I have to tell you, boy, I agree with those things. I don't think that's just fluff. I honestly agree with those things. And let's let's do let's take a little quick test. Let's examine those. Let's examine those to, to give them some kind of validity, and let's base them on someone who says that they want a job. Now, when a person says they want a job, the underlying question we need to ask is, why do they want that job? Why do you want the job? We ask ourselves, why do people take jobs? One through five that's there of what people really want. We have to say this. A person can take a job to get money. To meet their basic need. The second one, a person can take a higher paying job to afford to move his or her family into a neighborhood where they feel more safe. Or. People can take jobs to learn different skills so that they can have more job security. What about that third one? People can seek employment at well-known, high-profile companies just to say they work there. In other words, to say they belong. People can take jobs because that job makes them feel good about themselves. A person can take a job because they feel that job offers them the ability to reach their full potential, make a difference, or fulfill their purpose. To sum it all up, people pursue an item in hopes that the receipt of that said item results in a life worth living. And we all understand the dynamics at play there. Whether we admit it or not, if you have been on this earth any length of time, you can easily say, and I, I don't, I'm not using one to call people a liar, but you be fibbing if you've been on this urge. I use a nicer word, fibbing. You be fibbing if you tell me that this don't rings true to you. How you know how a person, how a person can feel that life's not worth living if I don't have my basic needs, man. life's not worth living if i don't feel safe life's not worth living if i don't have anyone or anything to be close to life's not worth living if i don't feel good about myself life's not worth living and we just sum this last one up to if i have no purpose We'd be kidding ourselves if we say we don't understand how those five buckets, if they're not properly dealt with, can leave a person feeling or thinking that my life's not worth living. We all want to experience a life that's worth living. We all do. And I'm so glad that we do. I'm glad that we do, because that gives me an opportunity to share something with you. I want to present to everyone something that can put us all on the road to having a more fulfilling life. And you probably have seen it before. You know what it is. Say, what is it, Pastor? It's the Bible. Hold that for me, sweetie. It's the Bible. This Bible that I hold in my hand right here is one of my hard copy Bibles. As you can see, it's got some time put in it. Got some weathering coming all apart at the scene. but that's cool, though. It's my Bible. Now, the Bible is a book. That is an undeniable fact. It's an undeniable fact that the Bible, the Bible is a, it's, it's a book. And I know that there are electronic copies and virtual copies, but but as far as the Bible in the physical, like this one I have here, the, the Bible this is, is, is a front and a back cover with, with pages in the middle. It's, it's it's a book. But notice this. In that Bible, knowing that it's a book, our letters, letters form words, words form sentences, and those sentences convey a message to his reader. Those sentences convey something very special. Once again, though, it's a book. Say this with me, but it's more than just a book. It's a a book, but the Bible is more than just a book. The Bible is far from the typical literary work. It's more than just a grouping of pages nestled between a hard or a soft cover. The Bible is more than just a print that talks to history or makes references to the future. It's a document like none other, like none other. The Bible is unmatched in its ability to refine and revise and improve your life. Back to our list. You want to have your basic needs met? The Bible can show you how. You want to feel safe, the Bible can show you how. You want to feel like you belong to somebody and that you belong to something. You know what? The Bible can show you how. You want to feel good about yourself, by God, the Bible can show you how. You want to reach your full potential, you want to make a difference in this world, you want to fulfill your purpose, guess what? The Bible can show you how. In all that there is in your life, the Bible can show you how. But family, you have to believe that the Bible is more than just a book. The Bible contains wisdom and insights that can bring you into the fulfillment that you seek. But you will struggle with learning that if you don't consider the Bible an indispensable part of your life. You will struggle to learn that if you don't believe its words. You have to reach the point where you believe the Bible Enough to live your life through it. You got to get to the point to where you don't just look at it as a mere book. It is important enough. It is it is in essence, an essential part of your life to where your life runs right through or right between that hard and soft set of covers. So how do we get you to that point of belief? We start off by showing you that the Bible is more than just a grouping of words thrown together. We have to get you to believe that instead of a bunch of words thrown together, that the Bible is a reliable text. Quick disclaimer. Everybody, look my way. This is not history class. What we're getting ready to talk about, this is not history class. And there are people who have dedicated their lives to researching the the, the validity and the history and the details behind the Bible. We are not entering into a class of Christian apologetics. That is not what we're getting ready to do as a believer. At some point in time, the fundamental truth behind the Bible and what it says is something that you have to receive and believe by faith. It's not a matter of checking it against history and other books and all that stuff. The Bible is something that at some point in time as a believer, you have to just receive and accept it by faith. However, I am convinced, though, that when a person has an assurance that the words in the Bible are not just mere words thrown together, that that person takes the Bible that they read with more passion and more seriousness. To say it differently. I contend that once you have an assurance the words you read in the Bible are as God intended for you to have them, your conviction in living through the Bible grows. Give me that next slide, gentlemen. We want to make sure that we realize that the Bible is a reliable written word. Not just a group of words thrown together, but a reliable group of written words. We have at our disposable the Bible. And now the Bible is composed of an Old and New Testament. And we know just from the fact of when the Bible was initially scribed out that it is what we have is a copy of ancient texts and ancient writings and ancient messages. And so when somebody hears that we have a copy of ancient stuff, it's 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 it's, it's, it's obvious that the person's question would be like, "Well, if it's a copy of ancient stuff, how do we know that the copy is good?" You know, They didn't have laptops, and they didn't have word processing, and they didn't have flash drives back then. They didn't have the cloud. They had clouds, but they didn't have the cloud. You know, they had physical clouds, but they didn't have digital cloud storage. So the question might come, up: how do you know? Where do you get that assurance? that the Bible is a reliable text. Next slide, please. Let's start with talking about the Old Testament. We want to make sure that you know that the Bible is the result of dedicated Spirit-led people who made sure the reliable word got delivered to our generation. Now, evangelist Josh McDowell had certain things to say about the Old and the New Testament. He shared some interesting things about the Old Testament in one of his books. Now, one of the things that he started talking about was how there were some dedicated scribes, some people who took the time to make sure that the text that got our way was accurate. As a matter of fact, he said they followed a process, a process that had 11 steps in it. In those 11 steps were criteria. And three of those criteria struck me as being pretty pretty good criteria. And I'm going to share those three with you. They They were this for the Old Testament, the first When they were documenting and copying the Old Testament, the things that we have, nothing, not even the shortest word, could be copied from memory. It all had to be copied letter by letter. The second one. The scribe must count the number of times each letter of the alphabet occurred in each book and compare it to the original. Third item. If a manuscript was found to contain even one mistake, it was discarded. That is pretty good quality assurance. From that, we have to conclude, or I conclude, that the Old Testament is a reliable text. Reliable. What about the New Testament? That was funny. I just want to make sure it's clear. It's reliable. Now, the New Testament. Now, Evangelist McDowell also goes through some things about the New Testament. However, remember I said this is not a history class. So what he did in his his New Testament uh, discussion was he has a variety of tables and dates, and a lot of mature, and that's more than what we want to to go through. But he does say that the New Testament is correct, but I'm going to go to another source for the New Testament. There is a gentleman by the name, I'll make sure I get his name right, Pastor Ed Stetzer. He's the executive director of the Billy Graham Center. And his findings were the same, is Pastor McDowell, but he has some statements that clearly summarize the details that I want to share with you. Here's what he said. Concerning the New Testament being accurate and correct, we have over 5,700 Greek manuscripts repre- representing all part all are part of the New Testament. By examining these manuscripts, over 99% of the original text can be reconstructed beyond reasonable doubt. We also discover that no Christian doctrine or ethic depends solely on one of the doubted texts, one of the less than 1%. And I insert here, based on that, we are confident, those are my words, and he comes back and says, we know what the original writers wrote. We know what the original writers wrote. And you know what the next slide is going to say. What? Reliable. (laughs) Over 99% matching text, 100% matching content. We know what the original writers Wrote. So why do we provide all these details? We provide all these details to give us comfort that God's inspired word from back then has reached you and I today with this message unaltered. You and I have at our disposal a priceless gem we have God's message exactly how the writers intended to deliver it to us. That's your Bible. That's the Bible. Once you see the Bible as a divine message, I believe that stirs up in your spirit a desire to know what it says. It stirs up a desire to know what it says inside, and it becomes easier to open up its pages and receive what it tells you. There is a spoiler alert. The Bible tells you that there is a God that loves you. The Bible tells you that there is a God that wants a close relationship with you. The Bible says that there is a God that wants to help you get your needs met. The Bible says that there is a God that wants you to belong to somebody and wants you to belong to something to be in a close relationship. The Bible says that there is a God. There is a God that wants you to know that you belong. The Bible says that there is a God that wants you to reach your full potential, that there is a God that wants you to make a difference in this world, that there is a God that wants you to know your purpose. There is a God that wants that for you and more, but you never get to know that you will struggle to get to know that if you never read the Bible. You may notice something. During this discussion, we've shown you the Bible physically. We've talked about it. But what? We, 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 we have not read one scripture from it. That is the image of many believers. We have access, easy access, to the Bible, but we don't read it. Yet we call ourselves, and we wear the label, believer. Question for you. Can a person be a believer if he or she does not believe the Bible is more than just a mere book? Now, by deduction. By deduction, we have to say that if a person wears the label of believer, yet that individual does not use that Bible on a day to day basis as their as their 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 manual for living we have to conclude that that person really does not believe that the Bible is the incorruptible word of God. Hence, unless we find some other evidence to the contrary, that person is not a believer. Now, those words sound harsh to some, I know. But here's something that you need to know. And this statement is not going to be a surprise to you. I've said this type of thing over and over and over and over again throughout this year. People speak who they claim to be, but their actions declare and prove who they really are. You can provide lip service all you want. Lip service all you want about being a believer. But if you never pick that Bible up, if you never believe that it's more than a mere book, if you don't believe that it's the incorruptible word of God, you are just putting the label on yourself as a believer. But your actions are declaring that you are not. Realistically speaking, if you are not convinced that the Bible is more than a mere book, you're probably not going to read it. You're likely not to read it, at least not in the at the frequency or with the same amount of attention that it deserves. And even if you happen to pick it up just by chance, I don't know, it fall off the table and open up and you happen to catch a quick glimpse of a verse (laughs) and your mind reads it by mistake. Even even if that happens. If if you are not convinced that the Bible is more than just a mere book, you will discount its instructions every time. If If you are not convinced that the Bible is more than just a mere book, no matter what you read out of it, you will consider its instructions optional every time. you have to know that it's more than just a mere book. You have to be convinced in that. You have to be a conviction down in your heart that it's not just a book. Each of us must put the Bible in its proper position in our lives. We have to put it in the proper position If we don't, we never really begin to put ourselves in the position to live our life in its pages. And we never really get to know all the things that it says we can do and what we can be. Another thing. If we live our lives discounting the Bible or ignoring it or considering its instructions optional, we're just hurting our own self. The Bible must be our manual for living. And we call it a manual for a reason. Why do we call something a manual? What is the purpose of a manual? A manual is the source Whether it's a piece of equipment or a process, it's a source that you go to when you want to understand the equipment or the process. You want to understand how it works. You want to understand how to how to troubleshoot it, how to operate it. You go to the manual. That's what the Bible is for us. Or it should be for us. The Bible is an indispensable manual for living, and it can fill so many roles in our lives if we let it. That's the Bible. The Bible, yes, that you have on your phone, that you have on your tablet. And the Bible that you have on hard copy. It's not just a book. And how do we know? How does one know if if the Bible is being looked at as just a book? It, it's all in how you live it. Don't you tell me that you think that the Bible is the is incorruptible word of God and you still doing whatever you say you want to do. And it don't line up with it. Well, I don't know if it lines up with it. Then you're not reading it. Still guilty. Amen. It's the Bible. Say this with me: The Bible, the Bible. is a reliable. Written, written text. text. I will, I will use, my Bible use my Bible as my manual, as my manual for, living. for living. That's where we have to be if we're going to consider ourselves stable believers. Now, next session, we're going to actually crack the Bible open. <laughs> And we're going to read from it. But remember, I said that this might be something that you're not used to. This path may be something that you're not used to. But it's so easy to come in church and quickly open your Bible and not realize what is it that we're reading? Perhaps no one's ever told you that. That's the word of God. I know you've heard it, but has it ever registered? Once again, don't tell me that it's registered if the evidence shows to the contrary. Amen. If you and I really believed. If we really believed that this Bible that I'm holding in my hand. Was the incorruptible word of God? There would be nothing that went down in our life that we didn't confirm it or look for it in this book. That's more than just a mere book. You wouldn't go to Google. You wouldn't go to Channel X to see what person Y has to say who you say is your life coach. God is your life coach. Why do we come in here and read it? If 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 you I'm not saying if this is you, just, I apologize. I'm not talking to you in particular if I'm looking at you. But why do we come in here and go through scripture after scripture after scripture is when, and when you go home, you don't even look at it. Or maybe when it hits when it hits your ears like that was a nice word, pastor, I'll take that under consideration. Family, the next time we crack this bad boy open, it's important for me to know that, you know, this is not just a book. It's a message. Messages, it's it's about it's about a God who says no matter what your basic need is behind what you say you want, I got you. So next time we crack it open. Now, nobody need to wait till next time to open your Bible. I'm not up here doing all this spitting and sweating <laughs> and then you're going to go home talking about it. I ain't going to, well, Pastor, we going to open our Bible to next week. That's not what I said. <laughs> I say, as I say always, open your Bible without delay. Amen. It's just that when you open it and you start reading from it, Give it the due respect that it deserves. I want all of us to know that what we have the opportunity to read on a daily basis is a message straight from God. And I am pleased. I am pleased to know that as you read your Bible, remember, you can do it without delay. As you read your Bible, I am pleased that after today. Hopefully you have the assurance. That what you are reading. Is. Words that God intended you to have just the way. The original writers wrote it. That it's not just words on a page that make arbitrary sentences that say arbitrary things. I want you to rest assured that the Bible you're reading is a reliable written word from God. Now, we've started down this journey to becoming a more stable believer. And I want to say just from the bottom of my heart, I'm excited about it. And prayerfully, prayerfully, you come back and enjoy the ride for the next time. It's going to be a good experience. And not just a good experience though it's going to be experience an experience that sets a firm foundation for you and i to say without a doubt that we are stable believers love you By your head let's pray we pray that today's message was a blessing to you If you would like to help us further expand the vision, simply text the word GIVERTM to the number 41444 or visit us online at www.revealingtruth.org. Now remember, Jesus loves you.